preview of um, our new podcast from Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, introducing Mike from Wenger's Coat Zip. Say hello, Mike. How's it going, everyone? Uh, Mike, tell us a bit about yourself. So I've uh, been a Arsenal supporter since uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, Growing up in the United States, uh, in the Boston area, Premier League wasn't very uh, popular at the time. Uh, At that time here in the U.S., it was mostly the Italian League that was uh, shown on the TV. Uh, Early 2000s started to kind of get some traction here and uh, watching the teams of, uh, you know, Patrick Vieira and Dennis Bergkamp and Thierry Henry, just watching them glide up and down the field kind of uh, captivated me, caught my attention. So uh, I became a huge Arsenal supporter at that point. And of my friends, I'm the only Arsenal supporter. So as you can imagine, it uh, it's very tough on match days. <laughs> and uh, my favorite player uh, since I've been supporting Arsenal is Thierry Henry. How about you, Fergus? Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from. Yeah, well, I'm originally from Ireland. If you can hear from my accent, it's a little (laughs) bit messed up. Um, I've been living in London for nearly 30 years. Uh, I live now out in uh, Essex, uh, which is about an hour from from the stadium. Um, Started following Arsenal a little bit later in life. Um, I came over from Ireland. I wasn't really interested in football that much. And uh, I met my uh, lovely wife with a a little boy who um, I uh, ended up adopting. Um, He was big into his arsenal. And so was um, my brother-in-law, now brother-in-law. And I used to keep an eye on the scores for them. At that time, I sold cars. So keeping an eye on the scores gave me a conversation to talk to people about, uh, (laughs) oh, how do you see such and such a guy and what team done this and so on and so forth. Um, gradually, more and more and more, I got into the yard. So we moved near the stadium. I got some tickets every now and then. I got to see my first game was a brilliant game of Arsenal versus Bolton. Kevin Davis usually scored against us every bloody time. <laughs> yep. But I saw the green bays of the North Bank, um, of Highbury, uh, when I came out in the North Bank. And it just, uh, it just made me tingle right now. Um, and... Um, uh, I got to more and more games, became a red member, silver member, and eventually, about seven years ago, I got my season ticket, and I'm in block five in the North Bank. Um, favourite player? Well, favourite game, I suppose. Anytime we beat Tottenham, oh, 5-2. <laughs> oh, my um, God, that's a great one. Actually, one of my favourite games was uh, one I paid an absolute small fortune for. It was Arsenal-Barcelona. It was the very, when I first got my season t- uh, red um, silver uh, membership, I was able to get Arsenal-Barcelona. And I saw um, Van Persie and Arshav. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I was... I was uh, I was upper tier, and I could see it was like watching FIFA, and it was amazing. I remember I was sitting at my sister's house watching that match, and my brother-in-law is a, a Manchester United fan. And when Arshavin scored that goal, I mean, I nearly went through the TV. I was just ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but favourite game uh, outside of that, favourite game, to be honest, last season's FA Cup final, beating Chelsea. Oh, we went into that game as underdogs yep. and uh, we came out and we bossed it. We got lucky in the semi-final and we got, got oh, and it, what a day out. I was at Wembley. It was brilliant. Favourite player? 
<laughs> I'm looking at the invincible side on my wall right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pick one. Tough choice. Love Thierry Henry, uh, Perez. To be honest, Iceman. It's got to be DB10, hasn't it? Yeah, he was. I mean, he was smooth. I loved watching him play. I mean, with the ball at his feet, he wasn't a guy that would. He didn't cover much ground at a, an incredible pace, but he just his thinking was always one or two steps ahead of everyone else. Did you see that post on social media about um, somebody on Twitter, I think, said um, uh, that Ozil is a better player than Burkamp? I saw that. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Nearly Fuck choked, almost choked on my coffee when I read that. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. So you're in London in January, aren't you? Yeah, I'll be there traveling for work. I'll, I arrive uh, January 10th. Um, planned it accordingly, so hopefully the Arsenal schedule doesn't change, but I should catch a League Cup match as long as we beat West Ham um, on that Wednesday. Uh, whether it's home or away, I can find my way to the stadium wherever it is. And uh, I was supposed to attend Arsenal at Bournemouth, which was supposed to be that Saturday, but they moved it to Sunday. So now I'm trying to figure out if I can move my flight um, out on Sunday, push it either later Sunday or early Monday so I can get to that match. So it'll be first time in London, first time attending an Arsenal match, so it'll be a, a big deal for me and I'm really looking forward to it. And you got to come drinking beer with me as well. Absolutely. And hopefully we can actually do some uh, something like this in, in, in person so it'll make it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> and up front? I mean, we have to go with Lacazette, I think. Uh, yes. He has to play. Is it AOL for you or is it AJL? Uh, see, I'm on the fence. I mean, I, I, ideally, I'd like to see Jack playing in that front three. That's the the ideal situation. But what in the Ozil, in the Ozil position? It, yeah. But, but Gareth Southgate was saying that um, he should be played deeper. And if that was the case, if you played him deeper, would you play Ramsey in that Ozil role, who has been very good and been very good for Wales there? Yeah. So I think the the problem here is there if. Ozil and Alexis are fit. There's, I mean, the probability of him sitting one or the other is almost impossible. Um, so, I mean, I think we have to come to the conclusion that the two of them, if they're fit, they're more, more than likely going to start unless they've really caused some sort of issues in the, in the dressing room. So uh, I think the front three is most likely going to be Lacazette, him, Ozil, and, and uh, Alexis. And I think I like Jack in a deeper role. My only concern with him is, given his, well, not even that is given his style of play, and I think he's adjusted a little bit since he came back this year. But sitting so deep, he's going to get the ball in a deeper role, and at times he tends to put himself in a tough situation, which then yeah, he does all that twerking thing with his arse and correct into people, and he yeah. doesn't. He's not smart enough to pull out of a tackle. I've seen him do it a couple of times, and. Uh, I, I'm hopeful that he's kind of learned to sort that out, but that's playing him in such a deep role. I feel like puts him at risk of end up getting into one of those crunching tackles that is going to end up getting him hurt again. I think all our hearts would come along and say, oh, we'd love Jack to be on from the start, play 90 minutes, score the winner. And, you know, we can all have like a superstar Jack Wilshire. In reality, I think you would have, uh, AOL like uh, up front I would probably play um, the same back for five that you said three and two and then I would probably play Ramsey and I'd probably go with El Elneny um, 
because I just think he's a little bit tidier than um, than Coughlin. And Shaka is just hot and cold. And I think his confidence is shot to bits. Um, but then that means you could take off El Nani and put Jack on or take off Ozil. You can drop him into various different places. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think I think the one thing that I feel like El Nani is so overlooked and he's not flashy. Yes, he's not a world-class player, but he covers a hell of a lot of ground. And, I mean, he's not quick, but I feel like he covers more ground than Shaka does. Gilberto part two. Yeah, and he's not as quick as Coquelin. He won't get into a tackle like Coquelin will, but he puts himself in a better situation to not have to make those late challenges. So the important the important thing is to keep eleven on the pitch. Correct, and I think he's smarter about his challenges than maybe Shaka and Coquelin are. The only difference that mm-hmm. you lose with Shaka or not having Shaka there is. The distribution, I think him. Yeah, that ball he can put from the back corner to the front corner. He can spray it around um, with ease. But I think the the main point, I think Saturday will be not just the middle of the park and making sure that we're able to kind of establish ourselves there. I think pressing them high and not letting them come out of the back is important. I think if they're able to break that first line of pressure, they're able to they move the ball well. I think that. There, you know, everyone talks about how Arsenal is capable of moving the ball. And, you know, uh, I think that re- realistically Tottenham's not far off of that. You know, maybe they're able to do it maybe more consistently than we are. And they have the, the players to be able to do that. So I think if we do like we did with City in the first 10 minutes where we pressed high, the problem you run into then is if Ozil's not on the same page, he ends up letting them break that pressure. So against City, we pressed high down the left, down the right, or down the center. Iwobi did it. Alexis did it. And um, they would figure out that. Exactly. So then they figured it out after the first five, ten minutes that, okay, let's just swing the ball to the right. Ozil's not pressing high, and we'll just walk it out. So I think he needs to buy into it. And, And it's frustrating because, again, if he's in the mood, if he's confident, he's one of the best, right? We can't, we can't deny that. It's just, the simple thing. My, 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 issue, my issue with that, I, I, like, I like the lad, but um, my issue is it, it's just his overall teamwork and work rate. Right. I've got the same issue with Sanchez. Sanchez at the moment is just moaning and moaning and exactly. moaning. And he's like effing and blinded every player on, on, on the pitch. Like, you know, the best way to lead is like what Tony Adams and other, other players have done before. It's like, you know, grab him by the scruff for the next second. Come on, the fuck, let's get going and drag the team with you, not scream at them and knock them down. Agreed. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's, again, it's a tough situation for Wenger. I think that, again, I think realistically the front three are going to be what we would expect. I think AOL gets that start. I think Ramsey starts, and as much as maybe we'd like to see some change there, I think Shaka starts. I I just don't see him. I think he, he tried to make some changes and adjustments given how City plays last game, and regardless, he still got stick for it, and again he just can't win so i think that he's gonna go with the the comfortable options something he's, he's gonna do, do basically the everton lineup correct yeah i think he's gonna go with that i think it's realistically the safe bet i think that he then has the ability to bring on guys like jack wilshire and kind of ease them in because that's what his obsession is and um hopefully it all works out for him but I, I just don't see him, given the importance of this match at home against your biggest rival, 
coming off the back of an international break and uh, a loss against Manchester City. I just don't see him really taking um, the roll of the dice, I guess, as, as they would say. No, I think, I think we'll go for the safe option. And the mood is... It won't take a lot to turn the mood around the stadium. You got Arsenal fans TV. You got all the other other places that um, troops and DT and and so on will start spouting what they need to spout, and banners will be out and so on. But I don't. I think if we uh, don't get a result or at least a point at this um, at this fixture this early on in the season. Um, we're not a million miles away from the top four still, but I think that will not go down with the fan base. And I think you will have uh, a lot of noise. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, hopefully it doesn't turn into that, but uh, I mean, I think this is a big benchmark match here. I think that um, given again, coming off the loss with Manchester city, um, given the performance they were able to put in a way to, to Chelsea, which not many people expected, including myself. No, I, I didn't expect it at all. Um, we're going to get beat. Yeah. So I think that they really need to kind of, again, I mean, going to Manchester City, uh, realistically, who gave Arsenal a chance to come out of there with three points, maybe even a point, maybe not many people. Um, I, I was hoping for a point. So was that. Uh, but I, and, yeah. I, I mean, but realistically, did I think that we were going to be able to get it? Maybe not. Um, I don't think that we were bad on the day. I think we actually played well. Um, we were undone by uh, what I think was a controversial penalty. And no, nah, it was a penalty. It was soft, but it was a penalty. I don't know. I mean, he... I'll, tell, I'll tell you, if it happened to Sanchez or Lacazette, we'd be screaming on, oh, it's a pain, it's a pain, it's a pain. Correct. But I think that, I mean, he ran into him and he went, I think Sterling made the most of it, realistically. I oh, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm not denying that, yeah. They met shoulder to shoulder. I could see if he went into his back. Sure, Monreal went into him hard, but Sterling took a heavy touch. He was not going to get to that ball again. But I I think what undid the game was that, that third goal. I think it was just yes. completely ridiculous. It was The play was even, slow motion. Even Silva stopped Stop. running. Yeah, they knew exactly. he was up. Yeah. And the play was – I could see if the play was quick – it was difficult to judge. I mean, the play was in slow motion. The linesman is right down the line. He sees it in clear vision, and he just completely messed it up. So um, I think that going into this match now, playing your rival at home, I mean, this is a huge – and it, it it pains me to say it this early in the season – but this is a huge match for us. I mean, this is this is um, a destiny decider. This is a not necessarily a season decider, but it will it will have huge implications Correct. on what happens at Arsenal Football Club uh, this year. Um, I did say to um, friends on Arsenal fans forum and people I've met at local pubs and so on um, that. I I could see that Wenger, with the results going the wrong way, could be gone by Christmas. But I also don't see him staying past the end of this season either. Yeah, I've seen rumours suggesting that he was going to walk away this summer if things didn't go as planned. Um, unfortunately, we've seen that very often um, over the years. So I'm not entirely convinced that that would happen. But um, I, I find it hard to believe, regardless of the results, that... He would be sacked. I just don't think. Bless you, Santi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen, we, we'll probably use some of this footage anyway for a preview. I but, I but I'll tell you what, you are 
an amazing man to name your firstborn after the one, the only Santiago Zola. I actually sent him a tweet when he was born with this picture. I was hopeful that he would retweet it, but he didn't. You're just saying, oh, Santiago Zola to your baby. I can't wait until he actually understands. <laughs> but uh, I don't think that I find it very hard to believe that the circumstances have to be absolutely treacherous at the club for Wenger to get sacked. I just don't see it happening. I hope- he, he, he'll never get sacked. I think what will happen is he will uh, step away and give some excuse or some reason and he'll step away from the, from, from the club. Um, he will always be honoured and respected by the club. Currently, the fan base, a lot of them are turning against him. But in hindsight, in years to come, I think we'll look back and reflect on some of the great things he's done for the club, like we do. None of us, not many of us are alive that would remember Sir, Sir Herbert Chapman and so on. Right. Um, so we will remember the good things rather than the bad things. And, you know, I, I do hope he's remembered in in, in a good way. Um, but for now, uh, I just wanted to get us to a, to, to challenge. Oh!